Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. All right, everybody, welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, the first official PGP of 2018. Thanks for being with us. If you want to get on board the PGPs of the new year, do so by going to iTunes, search Permission Granted Podcast, and you'll see all of them uploadable for free subscribe won't you leave a review won't you leave a rating won't you help us out and what's cool is the moment that you type in permission when it comes to searching on itunes it automatically pops up it says permission granted podcast so you guys have done a great job for us already helping out our popularity helping out our don't downloads and that'll continue in the new year and so we are also available on the normal da show itunes feed and also on facebook and Twitter, and the like. So, Mraz joins me now. Let's start out with this. You taunted me two weeks ago and said that if I didn't get a PGP done while you were out for the holiday week, then uh, the rumors would circulate that that we needed you to get it done. I think that you noticed that it got done, and so you've been rendered irrelevant. I have been. I couldn't applaud you anymore. It is actually in my queue for the t- for today to be my workout listen. I have that next up in my queue because I was going to do that yesterday and then I got in a NFL primetime rabbit hole. But I'm very pumped up, not for you, but just to hear Pens on the PGP because mm-hmm. I have become a huge Pens fan. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to be. Not a Pittsburgh Pens fan. Yeah, right. A Pensner fan. So you got into a primetime wormhole? Yeah. You watched old NFL primetime? So I'm kind of, if you want to delve into my brain, a sicko when it comes to YouTube in that I will watch a lot of illegally pirated old NFL games, not the ones that NFL official website puts up. You could find plenty classic games, if you will, that people put on YouTube pages that might get removed two weeks later. And because I've done this for so long, a lot of times if I'm doing cardio at the gym, I find it very easy instead of watching the TVs that are on these treadmills, Stepmasters, whatever, to just put my my phone there with the Wi-Fi and, you know, I'll go through. Like the other day I was watching Saints-Rams wildcard weekend, Aaron Brooks beating Kurt Warner. Oh, God. Was that 2000? That was 2000, yes. The year after the Rams won the Super Bowl. Falk was injured? Falk, no, Falk played. Uh, the Rams had a lot of injuries. Joe Horn got injured early in that game. I'm sorry, the, the Saints had a lot of injuries. And everybody thought the Rams were going to go in there and win, and I got caught up watching that. By the way, Dennis Miller, terrible on the call. Horrendous. See, I feel like history would actually uh, smile on Dennis Miller when you look back and be like, I was a little ahead of the curve. It, not pretty. No. Especially, at least in that game. That was the only classic game I've seen, quote-unquote, with Dennis Miller. Three-man booth in that one? Yeah, it was, um, jeez. It was Michaels, it was Miller. It was and Boomer? I think it was Fouts. 
Okay. I think it was Fouts, and it was bad. It was a bad broadcast. <laughs> but anyway, I watched that game classic. So for whatever reason, it'll come up with, like, shared videos. So I, I had to watch the tail end of that game, and then I was going to get to the podcast. But right as I was doing it, I said the next thing to watch was 2004 Week 1 NFL primetime. And it was 50 minutes long. And I've seen primetimes on there in the past, but usually they're spliced up. They're 20 minutes. Long. I go, I got a full hour of primetime here from the first week of the 2004 season? I'm in. It took me my entire workout. I was pumping through cardio. And you really appreciate how awesome a show that was between Berman and Jackson and how ahead of its curve it was before NFL Red Zone. How appreciative I was of that show. It was it was phenomenal. Joe Gibbs's return versus the then def- or year removed Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers okay. was the lead game on NFL primetime there. And there and the big debate was is Clinton Portis the type of back for Joe Gibbs because he was so reliant on John on John Riggins. Wow. That was their lead. Wow. Yeah, I would say that Washington Tampa does not lead any sports highlight shows these years. No, no, these no, no, but that was the lead. So if you want to delve into how crazy I could be and how fat I am and all that, this is actually where my sports knowledge, where I know nothing else about the world, takes off because I watch so much of this nonsense on YouTube where people are watching, you know, people rescue rabbits from fires on there. I am watching NFL primetime from 2004. So the 2000 season, Aaron Brooks knocks off the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. Defending the Super- Saints win. The Saints win, go into Minnesota to play that Viking team, lose by about two touchdowns. Philadelphia, I believe, played Tampa Bay. Bay on Wild Card Weekend. I could be wrong. And then they went. Right. And, they and went. They lost at the Giants. And then the Giants beat the Vikings. And then that was the year the Ravens beat the Raiders in the AFC Championship right. game. So yeah, I mean, really break down the 2000 playoffs. Just we're on the verge of the 2000. Very interesting playoffs. that such an unceremonious dumping of the defending Super Bowl champion greatest show on turf that they got beaten by Aaron Brooks. And by the way, that was pre-Saturday night primetime. Uh, football, if you will, in the playoffs. So they had one in four thirty back then, which is almost unheard of to think about now that we played one in four thirty both days. But in talking about the terrible games they play Saturday four thirty, now that was actually the first game to start the playoffs. That was Saturday one p.m. Eastern, Rams and Saints. So that was what they deemed the garbage game back then. How do you know that was the first game of Saturday? Uh, I went back and I looked at the schedule. So that was, and that was the game that obviously they gave to the ABC crew, if you will. So the ABC crew was getting the worst game. That's weird that the defending Super Bowl champions with Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk was the worst game of the weekend. I think it was in I think because the Saints were so unappealing. This was a Jim Hazlitt led Saints team with Aaron Brooks at quarterback. <laughs> this isn't Breeze and Peyton right. where now you would point to, wow, I really want to watch the Saints play. The Saints at that time had never won a playoff game in their history. That was their first playoff wow. win ever. And that was a big storyline the whole game. The crowd just looking for their first ever playoff win in franchise history, which is crazy now because they won a Super Bowl all these years later. But the Saints at that point would still kind of have the Aints tag on him, never won a playoff game. Wow. How about that for some NFL knowledge? You're on the verge of the playoffs. That's really good. Huh. Okay. I think that's that qualifies as doing my job as a radio producer, going back and watching some not really classic stuff, but like recent memory stuff that we would forget. Well, it helps fortify your knowledge of the league, and uh, that is definitely one of your strengths. I can always ask you something that happened 15 years ago, and you have a pretty good sense of things. It would be really good if you could spin that forward and watch <laughs> you know, watch an hour's worth of prime time from 04 and then you know, come in and be like, hey, I've got this great idea for the, the show. Here's a good topic. Yeah, I got no ideas after watching, <laughs> after watching prime time. <laughs> 
Like, if Dennis Miller had five ridiculously stupid things, it would be good if he would mark them down and then we would pull them and well, do a segment on that. Well, one thing I um, noticed in that broadcast, and to be fair, I watched a lot of this while I was on vacation from the job, and now that you're saying this, I almost forgotten, I could easily go back to the game before it gets lifted, is Dennis Miller and that crew made a lot of jokes about concussions in that game. Okay. Like, like it was just no big deal. Like, oh, really? His head spin, his head spin, and you know, peel him off and get him back in the game. Like Dennis Miller would make a lot of concussion jokes, and I remember that as I'm watching, it's kind of jarring me. Like, wow, this would never be allowed to be said now. Yeah. But us watching, we just like, oh, there's another guy with his bell rung. Get back in there, buddy. Yeah. Like that's the kind of broadcast it was. Like concussions were almost a laughing matter. Well, you know what? Pulling that would be great fodder for the show. Maybe I'll go back and do that because then that's original content that nobody else is talking about. Yes, absolutely. And I would also say that once the Super Bowl is over, I mean, we're going to need to dig deep. So if you can stack, you know, I don't care. Watch as much prime time from 2004 <laughs> as you want. Watch as many playoff games from 2000 as you want. But maybe stack some stories away that we could use in February. I would also say for Chris Berman, I think I found my new favorite nickname. Okay. in watching the 2004 episode one. Okay, what, one. just give me the team. You're probably not going to remember this guy played for the team, but it would be... The Detroit Lions backstory, Steve Mariucci wins the first road game for the Lions in 25 tries. They were 0-24 in their previous 24 t- games on the road. Oh, my God. And they went into Chicago. So that's like four years. Four years. Uh, three years. Whatever. Mariucci was either in his first year or second year as a Lions coach at the leaving the 49ers. They win week one at Soldier Field in Chicago. Okay, big deal. People in Detroit going nuts. A player on the Lions catches a touchdown in this game, and I couldn't stop laughing hysterically at Chris Berman's nickname for him. Okay. Who knows? Give me the actual player name, and let me see if I can remember the nickname. Azahara Hakeem. I don't remember him playing for the Lions. I don't. Famous <clears throat> Ram from the Super Bowl. He was like their third receiver. Yeah. He passed the baton, I think, to Torrey Holt in that uh, one yeah. of those highlights. Azahara Hakeem. I don't know. Ah, ah. Uh, uh, that's here, Akeem. He like faked the sneeze. Oh, God, you it was, laughed at oh, that. Oh, it was very funny. It was very, very funny. And they also had to debate the whole episode because Emmett Smith had had a had rushed for eighty-seven yards for the Cardinals that day. Curtis Martin had the seventh most rushing yards at thirty-one years old for any running back ever in NFL history on opening day for the Jets. And another old running back went off. And the theory there was we were on, a, on the verge of seeing running backs over 30 now be the norm in the NFL that they could still do it at that age. They were wrong. I think that was the most Emmett Smith ever rushed for as a Cardinal. <laughs> so going back to the primetime thing, uh, I lament, I, I am very bothered that there's no primetime anymore. Not because I, look, I, I think Berman ended up becoming a boob at the end mm-hmm. and, uh, and TJ wasn't giving you much either. But had you put in... I don't know. Who would be a good? I mean, Eisen. Nah. Who's like the best at highlights now? I mean, nobody does good highlights. Yeah, I mean, Van they, Pelt? I guess. Like, the NFL Network, if you watch their show, it's not primetime with, like, the music and everything. Their highlight show is led by Eisen. And De- it's noisy, though. Yeah, here's Too the thing. noisy. I don't know that anybody does a good highlight show anymore. I don't—I I guess Pat, Patrick's closest— 
Yeah, when but they're running through a, the NBC. But it's not a full highlight show. No, that see, NFL primetime was different because it wasn't just like showing the highlights. There was Green. something to it. was to telling it. the story was, of the game. Yes. Because you couldn't see the games. And it wasn't just touchdowns. Like you would see, they right. showed LaDainian Tomlinson with a four-yard yes. catch that helped seal a game. Like that wasn't the kind of thing you would see on SportsCenter. Right. And they would run that music underneath it. It was so innovative and so different that... Now when I watch highlights, it, I don't consider anybody even good at highlights because I actually prefer the highlight packages I get on YouTube now, like that NFL.com puts out where it's almost telling the story of the game without anybody even voicing them over. Agreed. That's what I watch now, too. And NFL does a great job with them. I think the NHL also does a good job with it. I think every sport should do it where you just – it's almost like a 10-minute version of the game yes. with the plays you need it's to It's like save. seven minutes to eight minutes per game, and there's no narrator. It's just the clips of the game. With the broadcast, yes. Yeah, I agree. That's what I watch as well to, to catch up on what I missed. Um, but it's such a crying shame that nobody does this. Yeah. That you could still do it because, frankly, like – all right, if if you and I sit down and we go through eight minutes per game and you want to watch all, it's usually 15 games a week or something like that, depending on buys, um, you know, you're talking about an hour and a half that you would lose, you know. To, Which I think primetime was. I no, think, it was an hour. I thought it was 7 to 8.30 before the Sunday night game. I'm pretty sure it was an hour. Hmm. And uh, then maybe the half hour was the actual pregame show. Okay. But then you add in commercials, and let's say they gave you 40 minutes of content. That gives you probably three to four minutes per game or something like that, which is fine. Right. Which is fine, but you have to – they also gave at least some attention to every game. At every least, You knew every single game you would have highlights to, and they would cherry-pick – Three to four games where they would spend a minute or two after the highlights come back and discuss a storyline from that game. Yes. So Browns, Cardinals, Bill Pito is going to call those highlights, right? That was the Bill Pito game. Yes. Although Jeff Garcia did beat the Bengals as quarterback <laughs> of the Browns on opening day in 2004. <laughs> so those are the Bill Pito games, the, the games that didn't matter, right? But Berman then gets 80% of the games. And what it was was telling the story of the week that was in the NFL. And now it's such a half-assed attempt, and you don't – there's no storytelling about it, as you're saying. Like, if you watch Sunday Night Football, uh, Football Night at America, you sometimes get one highlight per game. Right. What One highlight. It's like, oh, I got a touchdown. That's it. I have no idea what happened in that game. And so – and they're also splicing it through while doing feature stories and interviews and previewing the Sunday night game. So it's not right. really a going down game. to the field for the Sunday night game. Oh, we'll come back, look at the Titans and Bears here. The NFL network does a much more elongated highlight package, but it's it's kind of like a there's no end to it. I believe it's like two hours long too, and it then they could replay be longer. It. And then they're like updating it as games right. end. And then they put the Sunday night game in there as well. And there's like no like this is what happened at this point of the juncture. It's like Here's what happens, and then Dion and Ladanian and Michael Irvin or whoever's on set now just talk about that play. Right, right. Instead, th- what made primetime so good was Berman narrated the story of the game, and then here's TJ, a singular voice as analyst, like a play-by-play in color. This is what just we saw, and this is how right. it factors in. Whereas NFL Network is just like everybody's just talking constantly during a game, and some of the Dion analysis is like, oh man, whoa, what a play. That guy's a playmaker. Right. But that's not giving me anything. I totally agree. It was it was very insightful. TJ was good, man. Very insightful. And you only had to watch primetime to know 
the entire story of the entire NFL season one hour a week. But I'm telling you, I think there's still room for it. Like, and I'm not saying, like, if me and you wanted to do that on a Sunday night and we found the forum for it and we had the highlights, maybe we were able to pop in on the watch DA and do it. I think it would be good. But I think a reason that suffers and there's not a, a me and you nostalgia guys are looking for it. The casual fan or the hard, even the hardcore fan maybe isn't looking for it because they've watched Red Zone all day. That was a time, like, Red Zone is a running primetime that Scott Hansen or Siciliano is narrating. I agree. In many ways. And as much as we love what NFL Red Zone has done, because now you don't miss a thing. You sit down, many people sit down with two TVs, and they're watching all the action for the day, and then by Sunday night they're taxed. As much as we love that, it took away from what NFL primetime was, and now the less of a need for that, because football's already oversaturated as we are, kind of stinks. It's one of those things as technology, you know, advances, and we made the joke about the checkouts at the supermarket and how, you know, you don't have the cashiers anymore. Like, this is almost a version of that. Like, you don't have Berman and TJ anymore because we have NFL Red Zone. And while it might be more convenient, easier, and sound better at the time, you kind of miss the good old days when it comes to something like that. Yes, you do. And you're absolutely right on about this. I think people are getting their highlights on their phones as well during the day. Am I right on about something? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were going to be, we were going to be right about anything. It was going to be about watching football between 2004 and 2018. So, so people all day are watching highlights on their phone, right? And so they know what's happening. And also, there's such a there's such a priority put on fantasy that if it's not a scoring play, it almost doesn't matter to anybody yes, anymore. For sure. But I do think there's a space for this because not everybody can watch seven hours of Red Zone every Sunday. Not everybody is constantly on Twitter and on Instagram. And I do think that if you had somebody, a show devoted to highlights, it still could work. But nobody's doing this right. Like, why can't there just be Rich Eisen and just Dion or Rich Eisen and just actually LaDainian Thompson's the best out of those guys? So just make it just Eisen and just LaDainian Thompson and give me an hour and tell me the story of the weekend. And nobody's doing that. It's like lots of voices, lots of talking, lots of noise, lots of everything. And then if it's not that, it's like lots of features and lots of this. And, and, and Sports Center's trying to figure out this balance because they realize nobody's watching Sports Center anymore, right? Right. So it's now personality driven and feature driven. And but what's the best part of turning on ESPN? To me, it's still if you get if you give me somebody good doing highlights, because I can't watch everything all the time on my phone. It's impossible, especially when we're doing a national show. You know, there's 16 NFL games a week. You know, it may sound like we've watched every single one of them. We've seen a good chunk of every single one of them because of Red Zone, but it's impossible to watch every single snap of every single game. It, it just is. Yeah. Especially I, on Monday morning. I mean, you can tell me you have time if you want to go through the NFL pass throughout the week. That's tough sledding. I see, I think that's the problem now is that now there's a sports center on Snapchat and everybody says, well, you get your highlights from Instagram. But if I get, um, let's say I get one great, um, let's say Kevin Durant dunk mm-hmm. on Instagram and it goes viral and it's like, oh my God, he just posterized whoever. I don't really know how the Golden State Warriors won 121 to 117. Right. Did they go on a 13-0 run? Was Curry hot from three? I've got no idea. But but nobody's seemingly giving context to anything anymore. Right. And so that's where I really feel like there could be some market for this. Doesn't anybody kind of want to know what happened in the game? Yeah, I, I do. I, and I'll, I also say this about primetime. Like, I'm really like reliving a lot of my memory about this. 
I would say and tell you that my start as a quote-unquote sports radio personality leading to this show was because of NFL primetime. Because when it came to going to junior high and high school on a Monday morning, I would have a lot of friends, a lot of people who are in sports that knew I would be locked into Jet game, giant game in New York, Sunday Night Football, and primetime. And I would sit there and watch everything. My dad would almost be proud of how much football I would consume <laughs> as a kid. And I know that I could, you know, whoever I knew would come up to me at school, hey, man, what would you think of the 49ers yesterday or whatever? Like, maybe didn't watch it. And I would have all my knowledge because of Berman and Tom Jackson, you know, talking about Jeff Garcia and everything else. And, like, because of primetime, I had the ability to talk sports and translate that to just normal kids at school who maybe had to do their Sunday dinner at 4.30 and didn't get to see whatever the heck was going on. And, and that's just that stinks that that art form is now gone. Yeah. I, Hi- highlights have the ability to do that, especially not for us as adults, as younger the younger generation too. I agree. I started to really like ESPN News because it was just highlights. Mm-hmm. None of the nonsense, none of the fluff. I don't need all these feature stories. I don't need all the personality. I don't... Just give me the highlights and the recaps of the games. And then ESPN News went away. <laughs> they don't even have it anymore. So it's so weird because, I mean, maybe we're wired differently, but I'm sorry. I, I, ha- I can't get the, th- the feel of games through one highlight or, you know, one, one this, one that, one off. It's not, it's not doing me any favors as a sports fan. No, I would agree. It's... It's kind of sad, and I think just the, the, the problem is, and the reason maybe there's not an environment for it or nobody's doing it, is because we have now just migrated to every sports television channel being a hot take central, and everybody's into the hot take debate shows, where maybe we're missing the highlight shows and all these channels are going away for it, but maybe that's what America's just craving, is the hot take show, and maybe me and you are the minority on this. Yeah, maybe you don't or want... you and I, if I'm going to speak properly. Maybe you don't want just news, which is a problem, and maybe that's how cable news has... Um, has grown, and then... Right, which is why everything's breaking news now, even if it's not news at all. Yeah. Right? There was a time you would put on CNN, and you would see the breaking news thing come up and go, wow, what's going on in the world? I, I guarantee I put it on right now, there's nothing going on, but it will say breaking news. Like, what is the most reasonable sports show on television? Where you're like, I'm not getting crazy hot takes, they're just giving me the information, not trying to make me laugh, they're just delivering the news. Probably, probably baseball tonight. They did away with baseball tonight. I think last year was the last baseball tonight. You're right. MLB Network took it up. But see, that's the lasting image in my mind is baseball tonight was. Yes. I I would get some highlights. I would get very good baseball insight. There were no laughs and chuckles. And as a baseball fan, I got what I needed to get out of it. So Sunday night football is pretty close with Patrick and Rodney and Dungey because they don't laugh. No, they're not going through laughs. No. But it's not. It's not constant highlights or analysis. There's a lot of feature stories. Right. Also, now I find that to be a very tough because they backed up. Remember, the games just start at 4 o'clock Eastern. Now you're getting the big game starting at 425 Eastern, which means they're not ending till 730, 740. You know, you do whatever you got to do quick. You're back in front of your TV at 8 o'clock. You're getting less of that in that time frame. Like the, the good 45-minute chunk of those guys talking, you're probably still watching, unless your team's playing on Sunday night, the ending of a good game at 425 Eastern. So the inside the NBA on TNT is a chuckle hut. Right. And they um, make me laugh. The Fox pregame show is almost like the NBA on TNT show. All of the NFL pregame shows is chuckle right. hut. Especially that Sunday morning football with DA. 
Well, you know, it's funny. Like, I really actually try to – the, the show's not nearly as wacky as our show. Right. I try to make it very newsy, but it also has to be opinion-based. Right. So it can't really be newsy. Um, Producer stinks, too. <laughs> the – anything on hockey? I mean, I, I like NBC's coverage of hockey. NBC does a good job. They're insightful, but it's not sexy enough. NHL Network does pretty good But I'm not looking shows. for sexy. What's the nuts and bolts best – Sports show, you know what? Even as a hockey fan, I think hockey misses the boat ultimately. Like, no offense, I don't need Tony Luffman and Anson Carter giving me the nuts and bolts. So, Fox's MLB coverage can be yuck, yucky, especially in the playoffs. When yucking got, it up, you know, A Rod and company and Ortiz laughing it up. ESPN's baseball coverage is usually pretty down the middle. It's usually pretty conservative, but everything's yuck. Everything's a yuck fest. I'm th- trying to think of shows on ESPN or even CBS Sports Network. I can't. If you want to say the ESPN, ABC, NBA pregame, not the TNT one. Okay. Where you go Beatle and Jalen Rose. Now, granted, am I always locked into that pregame? No, I will when they start playing those Saturday night games. Right. But, you know, it's not terrible, especially before the NBA finals. Is They're there, not really looking for laughs. Is there a show on NFL Network like... I guess around the league live with Siciliano, but sometimes yeah. they do funky stuff. I'm trying to think like the jump with Rachel Nichols, kind of maybe down the middle. But see, sometimes Scottie Pippen says dopey things. See, there's a glaring hole there. Yeah, like what's the smartest NFL live? Eh. What's like the smartest sports show? This is a problem. We can't even think of a really good. Smart sports show on television. Yeah, and with me on this show, we definitely know it's not <laughs> us on Watch DA. Uh, that being is, said, I got to go do a sports You know what it minute. is? I'll tell you what it is. What? It is um, the SEC on CBS. With, with ironically, I think yeah. one of the funniest people in Brian Jones. With Jones. Zucker, though, is so professional. Zucker and Neuheisel. Yeah, see, we weren't even thinking under the college terms. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because college game day became yucky. Oh, for sure. And it used to be, which I loved, down the middle. But, but uh, now I, it's a yuck fest. In many ways, I think it almost, as much as it was down the middle, started to pave the way for yuck fest. Yeah. You know, it's the moment Corso was popping on heads and everything. That was... Which it's still really good. It's still elite sports television. I absolutely But agree. when you get the bear gambling and picking games and yeah, this and that. and the guy who played coach is doing, you know, the celebrity picks and yeah. eating cheese curds at the University of Minnesota. I'm good. Yeah. It's the SEC on CBS. With Brian Jones, who we know personally is the biggest <laughs> clown walking. So what does that say? All right. Well, that was a, I guess the sports media kicks off 2018. Dude, we almost did a half an hour inside A, and that's not where I thought we were going with the PGP. No. You know, this is the kind of conversation we can have uninterrupted on the air. So that's right. yeah. maybe that's an angle for the podcast. All right. So what's side B? A uh, yuck fest? <laughs> I guess I'm going to yuck it up with Pilates. I got a lot of things to get into him with the new year here. Well, him getting engaged on Christmas is a big deal. Yeah. And I'm going to ask, I'm just telling flat out, I've already had it with the wedding. I mean, we are three days in or two days into me working with him, and it's all he's talked about. <laughs> now he's fighting with priests. I can't, I can't take it anymore. You got a full year of this. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're, I'm gonna have to send him the message now on side B. Like, let's put Pete once a week on the wedding. I don't need it every day. Congrats. Let's move on. Side B is now. 
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B, the first Side B of the PGP in the year 2018. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Peep the body Bilotti joins me, Mraz, here on Side B of the PGP. We are in the new year. It is, we are taping this, I believe, January 3rd. Is, do I have the date right? Uh, yes, you do. Better I'm than a, math. Once we get past January 1st, <laughs> if you ask me what date it is, I really have no idea. Right. Unless it's my birthday or Christmas Day, I got no idea. But it's January uh, 3rd. What's ne- uh, since, we, since math has been a big theme on the DA show right. this week, what is next week's date at this time? January 10th. Correct. Okay, that's 7, seven. plus seven. 3, right. 10. Okay. 17, 24. I'm Carry the there. one denominator. Yes. <laughs> we have started the year in the DA show with a bang. I still can't do math. And if you just listen to side A, which I'm assuming you don't normally just fast forward to side B, DA and myself with a great conversation. We got down a rabbit hole of how much of a nerd I am and watching NFL primetime from 13, 14 years ago and, and discuss the highlight stuff. But let's really get into the nuts and bolts behind the sheen, scenes. Sheens? Sheens. Sheens. Now, before you get to the uh, before you skip over the NFL primetime thing. Uh-huh. Now, I think I watch NFL primetime more as part of a sitcom than as a regular show. Which I mean by what I mean by that Laughs. is is a the mock MF NFL primetime that's been on like sitcoms featuring some people on the panel. I've watched those sitcoms more. I don't than even know the, what the heck you're talking about. I'm talking about like when you when you have a football scene in a sitcom. Okay. And they use they've been there's been some of those I've used oh, NFL prime time. Like a guy running through a supermarket right. and it's I'll like t- I tell you, Coach. Okay. The, the TV show Coach. We just mentioned Coach yeah. at the end of Sunday doing celebrity picks. They did. What is his name again? Craig T. Well, the real name? Yeah. Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Right. Okay. Right. On that show, they did something with NFL Primetime. All right. And I think I've watched TV shows that have used NFL Primetime more than NFL Primetime. Interesting. Okay. How about that for Pete's? One to nothing. Pete's contribution to the NFL Primetime discussion. Uh, I throw throw those spitballs out there. Okay. A couple things from the show and behind the scenes. One one of which I just teased at the end of Saturday that I'm going to get to in a sec. First of all... We had a caller from Buffalo excited about the Bills and the playoffs and a line that DA did not pick up on and that maybe if you were listening, <laughs> you didn't pick up on, that, but that you and I picked up on and laughed hysterically at. Caller, I'm sorry, he was a caller, I think, from Myrtle Beach that was a Bills fan, just got a Bills tattoo on his chest on the opposite side of his heart so they couldn't hurt his heart anymore. <laughs> and DA asked him when he got the tattoo because of the Bills making the playoffs and his quote was, I got the tattoo, I believe it was the day after New Year's Eve. Which, now, if you're sitting there and I'm hearing crickets and you're not laughing, uh, hearing somebody say the day after the eve of a day is hysterical to me. Well, first of all, it says something about the day. Right, that nobody cares about New Year's Day. They care about New Year's Eve. When you say it's the day after New Year's Eve, well, duh, what comes after New Year's Eve? It's New Year's Day. Do you make New Year's Eve New Year's Day? No, because then we could call it Rockin' New Year's Day. Well, you could call it And still, the New Year's Day is the first day of the year. But you could call New Year's Day... And then call um, new, the real New Year's Day something else. What? College football playoff day? Yeah. Or Winter classic day? I mean, look, everything, we're changing the way everything is now. 
You know, I, I, no, I, but you know why you couldn't do that? Why? Because you need New Year's Day to be the holiday because you need off of work. Okay, well, you can still be off from work. Eh, you know what? The banks and stuff are not going to start you recognizing could say New that. Year's Day observed. You love the observe. Observed. That that's a that's a underrated word. Observed. observed? Yeah. Why is that underrated? It's word? very underrated. Whenever it's used, it's like it means something. It does something. It does. Uh, I observed a man taking a dookie in the toilet. Is that is that important? Doesn't that mean like it's better than watched? I watched. I observed. Makes you sound better. Good point. Good point. Because I didn't firmly watch. I only saw his shoe. By the way, he was wearing one of those boots like he had a broken toe. (laughs) I'm looking out for him out in the. uh... (laughs) Was it the one where they cut the shoe out? Oh yeah, I saw. (laughs) He was throwing haymakers in the bathroom, and I saw that boot. I'm gonna be looking for it limping around out here. No. Lay off the enchiladas. <laughs> Get a Pepto. Anyway, congratulations is in order, Pete. Yes. Over the Christmas break, because myself and you, you and I, I keep saying you and I, like yeah. the Lady Gaga song, we're on vacation last week. Yeah. The last time before Tuesday's show that we worked together was, I guess, that Friday leading into Christmas Eve. So on Christmas morning, I get a text. I woke up to a text because I did the overnight into Christmas Day. Of a picture of your girlfriend and now fiance's hand with a ring on it, uh, you know, with a we're engaged. Congrat! I was the first thing I saw when I woke up Christmas Day. Congratulations! So congratulations in Thank order. You, you are engaged. So yes. lovely, Bridget. I met her at my thirtieth birthday. Wish you two nothing but the best. Appreciate that. Thank you. Couple things that we'll get into with the wedding, which now is apparently fastly approaching. It is. With we we are planning on doing it within the year. Within the year. So that's a we're. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. So, with that, number one, you had hinted at the fact that you and, and, should were we allowed to say her name? You just said it. I said Bridget? You said Bridget, yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong Bridget, with you? Bridget, congrats if you're listening out there. I know you're not a big PGP <laughs> she, fan. She's probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, for, what the heck was I getting to now? Uh, oh, for you to keep a secret. You don't, oh. you don't tell DA, me, Bovish, no. nobody that you're no. going to get engaged? Now, is that because you were fearful of the no? No, not, not at all. That's not that's not why. It's because I was fearful of someone spilling the beans. Well, who's, who even talks to her well, out of any of us? Pe- people are, have loose lips. And they sink ships. That's right. Because DA is discussing getting engaged with us. Right. And I don't even have a problem saying this on the podcast because... He has told us that he and his lovely, beautiful girlfriend, Amber Lee, okay, have gone ring shopping together. So there will be no surprise, which doesn't surprise me out of DA. Right. Because, I mean, he is very much like me. You know, he likes to play off on the show that we are very different. Mm-hmm. He is very much unlike me that in that <laughs> when it comes to if we were to pick out a ring, like I'm already married, it's a disaster. Yeah. Like we're not going to look, look, I'm going to strike out. It had to be a surprise. So me. for you, you went and picked out a ring I, on I your own. I picked that out. I had a whole plan. But then the first place I went to, I was, I loved, uh, it was perfect. It was, Bridget is very modest. And it's probably a good sign that you know what kind of ring she would like. Yeah. Very modest. It's, it's a very nice ring. Okay. Um, you know, but. You know, it's not like it's not like really gaudy, no. gaudy like like large. It's not like gigantic, where it's like a Super Bowl ring. Right. You know, it, 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 it's it's <laughs> modest. It fits what she is, and I knew that. I knew I had to get something like that, and that's what I did. That's awesome. And she was totally surprised. I mean, she was. Now you guys have discussed, we discussed getting married. It. We discussed it. it. At a point, we were giving. She wanted clues, and like the week before, I just was like, "No, I can't give you," and I didn't even play into it. 
So, like, I would give her clues that would throw off. You know, where I will give you credit, Pete, is that you're genius in this. You did it on Christmas, which I made a joke about it being cliche. Right. I slept on that. I said that on Tuesday show. Now it's Wednesday. I slept on it. <laughs> I don't I know where you're going. <laughs> you know, when I see people get engaged on Christmas and Valentine's Day, a lot of times, I'll be honest, I roll my eyes and I go, oh, I mean, are we serious here? Can Can you just make it a separate day? But in reality, if you're going to get engaged anyway... You get out of buying a big gift on Christmas. <laughs> you know, I knew exact. That's exactly what I thought you were. So where you would I go. have to. I am wrong a lot. And I will say <laughs> when I make fun of the people getting ma- uh, getting engaged on Christmas and Valentine's Day, I'm wrong because if you're getting a gift anyway, well, geez, you should get the engagement ring. What are you going to get engaged in March? Right, I, and then I, then it's more money spent, and you already had to get her a freaking laptop on Christmas. You might as well get her the ring. Well, look, I think it's I think it's a perfect time in that it's just you and her. Unwrapping presents under the tree. Exactly. Now, did you get down? How does that work? Do you get down on a knee in that spot, or you just have her unwrap the ring and you look at her on the couch? You know, while gifts. you got pancake sauce hanging from your there mouth. Was three gifts. Three gifts. Okay. Because her birthday is was is five days later. <laughs> so, so we did. I, I bunched them up. I said, I said, I, I told her this. I said, look, your gift this year is a combination, just like mine was. She gave me a trip to Disney. We're going okay. in February. All right. So. My gift was three was a combination gift. So I gave her a robe. She's always cold, so I gave her a robe. That was the first gift. She had to close her eyes. And I gave her the the three gifts. Okay. And then second gift was stocking. I feel like I'm reading this out of the Bible right now. <laughs> second gift. Second gift was a stocking with like knickknacks. All right. And then the and eyes were closed for each time. Third time, eyes were closed. I was on my my knee. And she. And she opens up her eyes before unwrapping in your on your knee? I said, open up or your she, or I she... said, open up your eyes. Uh, I open, and I, and I said, will you marry me? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So the ring wasn't so, wrapped? No, no, it was open. Open. See, yeah. that's what I was confused about. Did you no, wrap the ring box? The ring. No, no, no. So you're just standing there? Because it would be obvious then. Right. So I, I Did said... Did she cry? Was there crying no, involved? No. <laughs> she was shocked. She and probably then, said, oh, no, how do I get out of this started, now? Then she, st- she started laughing because she was like... She she said she would probably start laughing because of like the date. Like she probably didn't predict it. You know, right. like, it just was. That's her personality. She's very upbeat and then that type of thing. Like oh my god, you know, like in that regard. But she after she laughed, we hugged and kissed. You know, and it was. It's a very nice moment. Well, you know, this is the beauty of the PGP. We could talk NFL primetime for a half an hour and bring you into a warm, loving moment between yeah. Pete the Body Pilati and Bridget. On Christmas morning, which now leads me to the next point that I just teased. We are two days working together off your engagement. I would say combined six hours of show time, and we have heard a lot about the wedding. I've heard a lot about the wedding. Well, Will this be every day this year that I got to hear about this no, damn wedding? No, no, no. I've had it, Pete. No, for, <laughs> for me, for me, it's more of for me, it's more of it's my way to to lay out what I have to do. Okay. So I so usually I, I'll work the phones in this in this for this wedding. Right. I'll, I'll do that, and we'll both go together to meetings and whatnot, wh- okay. which, wherever we come up with, whoever we pick and everything. Um, but I'll work the phone because she she uh, she doesn't really like talking to, to strangers on the phone, you know, like uh, like strangers on the phone. Yeah, like she'll talk to family, talk to me, you know, you know, talk to everybody uh, that she knows. Uh, but like like just reaching out to like people like that, I, I have a little more of a. You know the business approach for coming from here. You know, so okay. it, it, it's it's better that way. Now we are wrapping up on time here, so I didn't get to something I want to get to. So I want to tease this. 
and I'm going to forget. But if oh, we we'll tease, both forget. If we could tease this ahead to next week, there is something that if you are Catholic and you get married and you want to get married in a church, you have to go through called pre-Cana. Right. Okay? I, <laughs> I have a horror story from pre-Cana. This dates into my, this ties into my football watching. This ties into my first pre-wedding fight in front of a priest. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is a tease for next week's PGP. <laughs> you got to listen next week. Got to listen next week. So I'm going to talk to you about what I'm sure you're going to have to go through with this. Okay. And uh, maybe we could sprinkle in, as much as I just bashed talking about the wedding all year, maybe we could use the wedding to give us some kind of, uh, you know, we follow almost like our reality show on the PGP okay. this year. We catch up with Pete, right. see where we're at in the wedding planning, and next week's episode will feature a discussion on pre-Cana, yeah. which I promise will not be boring, and I think you will find hysterical. Oh, I, it's coming from Sean. You know you're going to laugh at some point. And if you don't know what pre-Cana is, and I don't blame you, because unless you're like a Catholic that's gotten married in a church or went to get married in a church, as is my case. Spoiler, I never got married in a church. <laughs> Ahem, I didn't hear anything. Um, look up pre-Cana so you're well prepared for next week. And you could follow me in the meantime at CBS M-R-A-Z-C-B-S, on Twitter and Instagram. Pete, your Twitter handle? CBS Pete the Body. It's also my Instagram handle as well. What? So Pete changing everything. And he is all in on the Taz uh, and the Moose situation Hey, here. look, we got we to... I wore a WrestleMania shirt look, to the gotta, first day. This is how I look at it. We got to give some love to the new peop- the new show in town. I got no problem with giving love. And, I like those guys. And, and that's the bottom line. I give love to this show. I give love to that show. That, that's what we do. Pete gets engaged, gives love to every show. It's a new Pete in 2018. A lot of love. A lot of love. All the love, bro. All right. Thank you guys <laughs> for listening to the PGP. Stay warm out there. I know it's almost impossible depending on where you are in the country. Heck, Florida's even at 30 degrees right now. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Catch you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.